Today on Ovias and Gilio, the PR war of words between the NCAA and UNC escalated again in regards to Tez Walker and his eligibility. Aaron Rodgers' fallout continues, not just about who's going to take over as the Jets quarterback, but the implications of turf versus grass. The NFLPA is taking advantage of it and why I agree with what they're saying. Thanks to everybody who has followed us on their favorite podcast platform. If you haven't rated us yet, we would appreciate it if you do. Five stars only, positive vibes only. And by all means, get into the comments on YouTube. I usually hang out there when we premiere these episodes on YouTube. You know, just get in there, chat with y'all. That's what it's all about. So please go check that out on YouTube. And by all means, check out breakingtea.com slash OG. Buy a t-shirt. We got hoodies, t-shirts, youth shirts, v-necks, all thanks to Breaking Tea. BreakingT.com slash OG. 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 It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. By doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovias inside the Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. I had to print out some more stuff, by the way, which I need you to sign. All thanks to the Kyocera printer that I have from Copiers Plus. I should probably not admit on air that I've given you like power of attorney to sign things for me. Uh, I mean, it's just some Joes. Yeah. Who can tell the difference? <laughs> My G and my O are kind of the same in cursive anyway, right? Yeah. Have you, have you seen my signature? You have legal power to sign for the OG I, media, I, of course. I do. I so, do. I do. But you've seen my signature. It's yes. terrible. My, mine's horrible. worse. So you know what? Mine's worse. Who's to say? Which Joe is it? You know? Just saying. <laughs> big Again, big thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. We start today with an escalation, a war of words that has played out through press releases between North Carolina and the NCAA, you know, what is it? Mac Brown, Bubba Cunningham went scorched earth on the NCAA after they ruled last Thursday, a yet another appeal that was denied and had built up to this. There had been multiple appeals. There's been a five month process leading up to wide receiver Tez Walker and whether or not he was going to play. He's been practicing with the team. He's been around, um, you know, bef- before the South Carolina game, North Carolina was very adamant about Tez Walker and trying to raise awareness, kind of a PR push, if you will. Eric Church is rocking a Tez Walker jersey. Drake Mays wearing a Tez Walker jersey. Same thing applied in their win against App State. So when they found out that this last appeal wasn't going to, didn't, didn't happen, there was a board of trustees meeting, an emergency meeting that took place Wednesday. We talked to Andrew, or Monday, we talked to Andrew Carter from the News and Observer about that on Tuesday's show just to kind of get a sense of what was going on. And really it was like a meeting to have a meeting or it was a, a general info meeting about, well, what can we do? And they walked away with it, not really clear on what they could do next. I thought the story was over. All right, we've, we've moved on. There's some other instances similar to Tez Walker where players have been denied their waivers. Mississippi state's dealt with it. I think Iowa has dealt with it. Florida state has dealt with it. So yeah, I thought we were done. I was wrong. The NCAA decided to release a statement yesterday, and boy, was it a doozy when it straight up starts out saying the NCAA is aware of violent and possibly criminal threats recently directed at the committee members involved in regulatory decisions. The national office is coordinating with law enforcement and will continue to do whatever possible to support the volunteers 
who serve on the committees. Now, you're probably thinking, well, Joe, there's been a lot of instances with the NCAA. Why are you saying this is about UNC? Well, the rest of the statement is specific about UNC. And the statement continues. The D1 board last year directed the D1 council to refine the guidelines for transfer waivers and apply those guidelines to the 2023-24 academic year. These new guidelines were supported unanimously by all 32 Division I conferences in January and prior to that were widely supported by member schools and coaches associations. The too long, didn't read version of that paragraph is, hey, y'all wanted these rules in place and now we are applying the rules that you wanted specifically when it comes to two-time transfers. Academic data demonstrates that transferring typically slows student-athlete progress toward a degree, especially with those who transfer later. It stands to reason that multiple transfers would further slow time to a degree. This is counter to what Bubba Cunningham said in a statement about Tez Walker's trajectory towards graduation in 2024, citing these extenuating factors such as mental health, which again, that's part of the things that you can appeal on and what at the end, after multiple appeal processes, North Carolina was trying with Tez Walker. They go on to say such as mental health does not necessarily support a waiver request, but instead may in some situations suggest a student athlete should be primarily focused on addressing those critical issues during the initial transition to a third school. That is the NCAA's most controversial statement, which we will get back to in a second. Then they continued. The administrative committee was briefed Monday on the current status of transfer waivers for this academic year. There are 21,685 student athletes who entered the transfer portal this year. The bulk of those transfer students are first-time transfers who's in, who enrolled at their first schools and are now immediately eligible to compete at their new schools, which was the intent of the transfer rule change. Of those who entered the portal, 3% would be multiple-time transfers who would require a waiver to compete immediately for this academic year if enrolled at a new school. The D1 board is troubled by the public remarks made last week by some of the University of North Carolina leadership. Those comments directly contradict what we and our fellow Division I members and coaches called for vociferously, big word there, including UNC's own football coach. We are a membership organization, and rather than pursue a public relations campaign then that can contribute to a charged environment for our peers who volunteer on committees, we encourage members to use established and agreed-upon procedures to voice concerns and propose and adopt rule and policy changes if they are dissatisfied. That was signed by the president of the University of Georgia and the vice uh, president, uh, the president of the University of Evansville. So there you go. There's the full statement from the NCAA. All right, let, let's uh, let's try to have a conversation about this. By all means. Okay, let's let's take off. I'm gonna I'm gonna close this. <laughs> closing the, closing no, the I'm, being, I'm being right. serious because right. there's a lot of different ways to look at this and All let's right. let's try to do this the best best way the most helpful way the most useful way to go about this okay okay first of all <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because it's not funny but i can empathize with the georgia president with the evansville vice chancellor sure uh i have had unc fans threaten me i've had unc fans go on and take Google Earth pictures of my house and post them on Twitter and threaten me and my family. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I get that that is not a great place to be. It's not a very comfortable position to be in. I also get that it's kind of part of the deal with all of this, right? 
Like if you want to enter the forum, then you got to be prepared for what comes with that. Well, it's interesting you so, bring that so up. So for them the answer- to kind of shout back, clap back, if you will, with we've been threatened and blah. And it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. I want, and you're reading all of the, all of the things that you just read. Where is Charlie Baker? Great question. Where is the Georgia president? Where is the Evansville vice chancellor? I why does why is there a why is there a statement why is first of all why is there a statement but second of all why is there a statement from the NCAA how many times have we been told the NCAA is the collection of its members yes right so why not help yourself and be proactive because this is what this whole thing feels like to me it feels like after the after the FBI college basketball scandal in 2017 and they were embarrassed in the way that it, a, it played out the way that they made so many mistakes, the way that basically no one was punished for anything other than Rick Pitino was fired because I am still convinced to this day it was a Kentucky fan who launched that entire investigation, right? I think they were so embarrassed by all of that. They, they had no idea how to react to the new name, image, and likeness laws. They had no idea how to react to the new world of, no. of, of the transfer portal. They had no leadership from Mark Emmert that they just turtled for four years. Mm-hmm. And did nothing. And now all of a sudden with the Iowa case, a Florida state case, a Mississippi state case, this case, it's like all of the sudden they had a reawakening. Oh, this is wait. This is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be enforcing stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, in, in all honesty, I would love for the NCAA to actually have strong leadership. It's too late for Mark Emmert. Would love to see Charlie Baker have, be a strong leader. I'm going to give you a spoiler. He's not going to be a strong leader. No, he won't. Because if he was, he would stand up in front of ESPN. He would stand or go on CBS, who you have a multi-billion dollar contract with, and explain what exactly you're trying to accomplish here. What you want office space? What exactly do you do here? Is that what you want? I just I want to see some leadership. I want to see some proactive. Hey, this is what we're going to be about. The only thing I've seen from the NCAA, the only thing I've seen from the NCAA is we're going to go higher. A former governor, yeah, because we're gonna go lobby Congress because we just wanna we wanna hold on like grim death to the stranglehold that yeah. we have on the free labor that we have. That's we don't want, want to share any money with any of the people who actually earn it. But that's what the schools want. I okay. So but, th- again, to your point, you sarcastically say the NCAA is the membership institutions. Yeah. And the NCAA is supposed to be in theory. And, but, the, and the NCAA absolutely told North Carolina, y'all wanted this. Right. You, you wanted this. This And I, and I, and when I, you I say, hate to sympathize. But when you say want, you're saying the, the cracking down on that second yes. transfer. Basically, just to give everyone an overview, right? Yeah. It used to be when you transfer it as an undergrad. You had to sit out a year, mm-hmm. okay? And if you had not used a redshirt year, you could use that year as a redshirt, and then you would have however many years left remaining. Everybody had five years to play four. Yeah. That was the old rule. And then through all sorts of different, again, trying to hold on to that money, mm-hmm. the concession that they finally made was, oh, well, we'll let you transfer now for free. Yeah. We won't make you sit out that year. You can just out. go out and play, mm-hmm. okay? And then all of a sudden, everyone, I think, got confused over the rule because everyone thought, oh, now, because you hear these usually older white middle-aged people say, the free the transfer portal is killing college sports. And it's, like, it's not, but anyway. No, it's, it's giving them some, the players some movement mm-hmm. because I think people did misconstrue you don't just get to transfer every year. 
unless you are a graduate. Mm -hmm. And that rule had actually preceded the transfer portal. The NCAA and its wisdom in the early 2000s said, hey, you know, if you've earned your degree, which in theory is what you're here for, then you've earned the right to transfer without sitting out. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see a JT Daniels at five colleges in four because years. He can. Because he can. Yeah. Because he's graduated. But, but I want to, I, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to point out, and the, it's not coming, this is a classic case that you can relate to and I can relate to. It's, it's the messenger that's doing it. And the, the NCAA, NCAA, the NCAA and the, is for the all reasons just laid out. Yes. Like you're, you're sending out a statement, put a face on it. The NCAA does not do itself any favors. I'm not trying to absolve the NCAA of anything, but the NCAA is following through on the things that coaches and administrators have been whining about for the better part of three, four, five years. I.e., we're giving away too many free passes. You can do it once. And it was supposed to be established as once. And there's this. And, you know, I got guys that are coming after me for my money as though every college coach acts as though their university is doing it the right, right way and way. everybody else is out they're like these marauders trying to steal their players every single one of them yet they're also schools that take on transfers so they just came to your place out of the man i just really believe in this place you know there's no financial considerations yeah. there's no playing time considerations there's no conversations I'm about what you're doing here again it's this like no, we're I'm the last good cowboy in town i'm laughing because it's like impossible to watch app state skill players and not be like where are you going? going? Hey, right. excuse me. I could use you. Okay, then. Maybe Alabama's doing so, the same thing looking at some of these other guys so here, the, you know? So, so the NCAA <laughs> is absolutely within its rights to tell its members, you wanted this. Yeah. That being said, this is a very, that's, that's, this, that's this the a bigger very, picture. That's, that's the larger. Picture. But that being said, I think we can all be reasonable and understand that not every case is the same. Which, which we've been told why, forever by the NCAA, by the way. Which is why they have this appeals process in place. Okay. So North Carolina, and this is all based on reporting, really great reporting from guys like Greg Barnes at Inside Carolina, giving you a detailed timeline and the multiple times that North Carolina has tried to argue by the process. Okay. Argue by the NCAA's process. And what North Carolina eventually came to here with Tess Walker is, okay, well, COVID which I think is the biggest factor here, all right? COVID, like, man, they, like Central just shut down. The MEAC shut down, and there was uncertainty as to where it was going to go. But the NCAA seems like they want to move on from all things COVID, which is stupid. Sorry, people well, want to move on from COVID, but there are still well, they're repercussions. The made, yeah, they're, they're the ones who made the mistake of giving everyone a free year instead yes. of the senior class a free year. And they have to deal with those own repercussions, and I think the NCAA is at fault trying to speed up that process, even though we do have lingering cases where COVID impacted player careers. And if you do care about the student athletes, then you'll take those circumstances into, into, into consideration. They didn't do that. I was going to say, which you know they did mistake. the other way. They did it the other way. Right. Not just in this case, but in all cases. Yes. With the Ivy League players and yes. other other uh, F1 AA teams and, who didn't play. They and, just said, no, it doesn't count. You didn't lose anything because you didn't have anything to lose. And then there was when the rule was implemented because the NCAA takes forever to come around to stuff. And they're acting as though, well, we've been signaling that the rule change is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And they're acting so they as going though to crack that, down, even though they didn't as issue though the thing that said they're going to crack down. And they're, they're treating that as though that was the rule being put in place. We're telling you we're going to do this. That's great. But until it actually goes into effect, then you know what? If it happens before it goes into effect, those things should be grandfathered in, which again, they decided not to do. Don't you think they're being adamant though for this? Don't you find that part of it odd? Like I said, like they're the NCAA. In what sense? Don't you feel like they've been in this slumber 
right? Like NC State literally paid Dennis Smith Jr. and they didn't get didn't, in trouble. Didn't do anything. Right. And there were a lot of schools, Kansas, yeah. like won the national championship. Yeah. Didn't get in trouble. Right. And it, all of it was involved in mm. this, you know, the IARP and all this other crap that had never went anywhere. It was a gigantic waste of money. I feel like they just, they're right now, it just feels like they're trying to make an example out of Tez Walker for the sake it's of making just, an example. It's not just Tez Walker, but, though. And there, I get there's that other part players there too. For our, other pur- ones. for our purposes, Tez Walker has been the most visible of them because it's the school, it's Matt good Brown. For, but good for Carolina for pushing back. That's the part that I don't okay. like them. T- I don't like the NCAA tutting Carolina mm. as if. Why would they not be allowed to express their frustrations? It's how you go about it. It's how you go about it. I do think that, and this is not specific to this is not specific to North Carolina because we saw this play out with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh too. At some point, as we enter into this new era where everybody has to make a statement on everything mm-hmm. and everything is being done PR wise through social media and statements and everything else, I'm not surprised that the NCAA is being very selective on how they release these statements. Because remember, North Carolina is not the first time they've done that this year. They decided to show that they were extremely online by referencing cheeseburgers in the case of Jim Harbaugh. Right. So when you push and you push and you push and you try to win a PR battle and everybody's screaming for answers from the NCAA, the NCAA came back with its answers. And the reason why everybody's reacting the way that they are is that they don't like the NCAA's reasoning. But here is where I always come back to with the NCAA. Y'all been following the NCAA for far too long to apply logic to their decisions. Sorry. So when everybody gets all up in arms about why didn't the NCAA take common sense into consideration, when have they ever? When have they ever? And I would say that when it comes to these college programs and the memberships that they've created, abolish the NCAA. For what? For who? It's the members. Well, somebody who could actually just run championships and get the hell out of the way. But somebody <laughs> still has to come up with the rules. Somebody still has to come up for I mean, the rules. How many and schools, the schools actually follow the rules? And the schools are so distrustful of other schools that they right. come up with these things because they're always looking then, at, well, you're doing uh, this for a competitive advantage, which gets us to mental health. Okay. okay. Before we get to mental health, though. Yeah. You can't ask a group to police itself. Like you, I agree. You keep saying the NCAA when there is no I such agree. thing as the NCAA. Coach K has been out here screaming for decades that college athletics, or specifically for college basketball, needs oversight, an actual leader, not the NCAA to do it. But who's going to make that decision? Who's going to have oh, the same presidents who want to add Stanford and Cal? Because, right. Because look, man. Well, you got to look in the mirror and say, they, why are things like it's, it's they've not got to a go, great calculator not to go full Taylor Swift, man. But it's like you, you, you would rather look in the sun of the NCAA of the, of the legislation and trying to get other people to solve your problems than actually looking right. in the mirror and, and understanding the, the reason why you're here is because you make these decisions. To me, that's the failure of the leadership at all college agree. levels for the last totally agree. five decades. I absolutely agree. When they couldn't see where all this money was going to take them to that end. And this is where my point on the mental health mm-hmm. angle of all of this comes into play. So and it's, this is a layered nuance. I was say, this, this one, I'm not going to lie to you on this one. Yeah. Give me the, give me the basics. This well, is the argument is that North Carolina and Tez Walker have been arguing that for, he should be playing because of mental health, okay. that he's here because of his grandmother. That it's important for him to be playing that there is a waiver process in place where mental health is okay. considered as, and, I, and as I read that, in the statement. Like there is a mental health trigger sure. for these waivers that they'll take into okay. consideration. So okay. that's so Carolina basically assessed 
a path to get him out. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it in a in a deviant way. Right. They they looked at it and said, okay, here's a here's an example of a way to get a player a second waiver. Yes. This is one of the ways. North this Carolina. Is what, this is how we can argue our case. North Carolina has done the right thing by coming up with every argument possible to okay. get Tez Walker on the field. And the NCAA, I want to make that abundantly clear, by the way. Then the NCAA publicly clapped back on this. Yes. Okay. I want to be abundantly clear on this. That seems out of pocket. Hold on a second. Okay. I want to be abundantly clear. The North Carolina did everything they should have done. Bubba Cunningham. What do we know about Bubba mm-hmm. Cunningham as the AD? He's a process guy. Mm-hmm. When the NCAA junk occurred, how did Bubba Cunningham get over on the NCAA? They used their own rules against them. Yes. This is what the NCAA is doing to North Carolina. Okay. They're using their own rules against They're North saying Carolina. The rule of the second transfer is the one that we're going to enforce. Which includes the mental health waiver. This is not about whether I believe Tez Walker or not when it comes to mental health. I do. Okay. But what's happened here is that you've opened up the NCAA to make these decisions for you when you came up with this process. Everybody's screaming, well, who is it? Who is the NCAA to tell Tez Walker whether or not he is fit to play? If this is a good enough reason for him to play, because that what that's what their argument is. And when you open that up, you leave open the door for the NCAA to come back and tell you, look, based on a variety of factors, there are instances where you should be focused on other critical matters instead of playing football. Now, the response to that is, and I said, look, that is a point that was made and it's a valid point you can make because everybody's battle is different. Now, the argument is, well, why should Tez Walker not be allowed to play? That's the thing that he enjoys. I agree with that assessment. But I also know my own personal experiences experiences with this. Again, my own personal experiences with this, where stepping away to deal with critical issues is as important as following through with the things that give you structure. Because sometimes you got to take care of yourself. Sometimes you do got to go on a sabbatical. Sometimes you need to get inpatient treatment. All these things have factored in. So the NCAA is making this point, which I do think is a valid point in the grand scheme. However, in the case of Tez Walker, what they have said and what what they keep saying, Kent State signed off on it, UNC has signed off on it, Tez Walker has signed off on it, okay? He should be playing. But this gets to my larger point. You've allowed the NCAA to do this to you. The the question has been, well, why is mental health even a consideration for the NCAA to make a, a reading on? Again, they decided this. And I know why they did it, because what can happen here and what I think what's trying what they're trying to do. And this is not a this is not a very fun conversation. I will admit it is not a fun conversation. But what do we know about competitive advantages? And I'm not saying that North Carolina is doing this. I'm not saying that other players are doing this. What I'm saying is the NCAA is trying to make it so that you just can't say, well, mental health. Mm -hmm. That's well. It was kind of like a couple of years ago when people were transferring from West Virginia. And they like they would record the conversations with Bob Huggins mm-hmm. and then play it for the NCAA and say, be like, see, he's abusive. Yeah. You have to let me transfer. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole reason originally getting back to why the NCAA in, actually did go for the one time free free transfer is because so many people were coming up with stories. And it was like, who had the better sob story? And I want to be abundantly clear here. I'm not saying that I, Tez Walker I don't know. is making up a story. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know story. Tez Walker. I can just go based on what's been reported on with Tez Walker. I don't pretend to yeah. know the full deal here. 
But I think it's odd that the NCAA is like putting their foot down again after a five-year slumber. That feels odd to me. I also think it's odd that they can't, they're putting out statements that say the NCAA, they're putting out statements that say the D1 board, where is their leadership? Where are Mm -hmm. the people? So I don't like any of this. And certainly I don't like it for Tez Walker. No. Um, no, you know, here's a guy who had a good year last year for Kent State and was in position this year with Drake May to help himself and put himself in position. And that's the part. And, and here's the other thing people no one is talking about, and including a question that I did ask North Carolina, Joe. If, if he if they're considering him second time transfer, do you know what that means for this year? It means he loses his year of eligibility, mm-hmm. which means. And in on my math, next year would be his final year of eligibility. It'll be it. Yeah. And I, I get it. I get we get some of the age of these some of some of these people. But you think about it, if Tez Walker has a really and, and I this is totally down the road. I understand all that. Yeah. But if Tez Walker had had a good year this year with Drake Bay, who's gonna go to the NFL, well, and maybe Tez Walker doesn't want to go to the NFL, well then he could be playing for Notre Dame next year. He could be playing for Florida State next you, year. You so you just so you're, you're, on, you're 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 impugning it, you're you're impinging against his ability to earn money. It's funny you bring that up because that's actually been the last argument that's been made. They've exhausted everything possible. When it comes to this particular case, UNC, UNC, has. yeah, again, because they got, they should, they've tried to go through process, but what you just hit on, as we know, with where things are going with name, image, and likeness, and where we're headed with players as employees, yeah. etc., the first move should have been this summer to hit on that exact point to go the legal route. Things that we talked about. They're impinging his rights. They're impinging, yes. And those are things that would absolutely stand up in court. The problem is when you take the NCAA to court, who else are you taking to court? Right. Yourself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that's, that's the thing. And, and again, this topic is nuanced. It's layered. It gets people very, very fired up. I completely understand where people are coming from, but ultimately where I come back to is the classic phrase, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And if you continue to allow the NCAA to make these rules or you come up with these rules and then they apply the rules that you all agreed to and you get mad that the NCAA is being draconian in the way they've done it, where have you been the last 50 years when it comes to the NCAA and their consistency in inconsistency? I also wonder where he is academically. He's fine. No, in terms of getting to the degree... If I remember, like, if I remember he, the Bubba statement, it was 2024. He's on track to do all the things. Okay. Because I'm, I'm just thinking if they had known if there was a way to get him those credits so that he could just be a grad transfer. Yeah. And you could avoid all of this. Maybe. I mean, he's been in college since when? <sighs> what, 2019 now? I can't. Man, I'm, I, I've, I've lost track. But look, man, it's, it's a complicated conversation and it gets heated because it's sports and the NCAA is not helping itself by releasing these statements either. It's a very Streisand effect. They did it with Harbaugh and the cheeseburger thing. Sure. They're doing it here with UNC by releasing the statement and, and putting these statements out there to get dunked on. And I don't know if the story's over, over yet. We'll see because this is just another day where Jay Billis's of the world are going to put saying, it back out there point on social media. Of, at some point you run out of appeals though. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why you go the legal route if you wanted to, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Housekeeping. That was a very spirited discussion right out of the show. Um, podcast, we have ours, which is cool. But we have other podcasts here on the OG Media LLC family of podcasts. We got Law of the Wolf. Mm-hmm. We have Picks and Pizza. We have Young Gun, Bryce Young Podcast, which, fun announcement for Young Gun, hosted by Dimitri Ravanos and Lauren Brownlow. 
it's going to be on TV. That's awesome. It's going to be very cool. Here in the near future, we're going to have more details uh, here soon when we, once we get like the basics. But uh, Origin Sports, which is one of these fast channels, you get them on Roku, et cetera, you know, whatever little streaming boxes you have. Um, that is going to be on that channel here in the near future. So that's awesome to see as we get ready for week two of the Panthers. Uh, they're taking, who are they taking on this weekend? I think it's Saints Monday night. That's right. OG Pizza night. Dude. It's There's been, your housekeeping. It's been a week. OG pizza night is here. I got the t-shirts. I got the boxing got t-shirts, t-shirts for, uh, I think for, I got Ryan bringing us some wings too. We got a little bonus wing action. I'm excited about that. I'm very <laughs> excited about that. So let's uh, thank some other people who have been helping us out. Hometown Realty sponsoring Ovias and Jillia. You can check them out online at myhtr.com. Buying and selling a house in this market can get a little complicated. Uh, but the one thing you should never do is take less than what your house is worth, especially in the environment that we're in right now. So Hometown Realty is there to navigate the market and get you the price you want for a house. Yeah, get the experts. Go with the experts. Go with Barry Woodard and his crew because... More than 250 agents, six different locations, myhtr.com. All you got to do is log on to myhtr.com. There's a big toggle right in the middle. Buy, (laughs) sell. Do yourself a favor. Protect your number one investment. You could thank us later. Also, thanks to Whitaker and Hamer. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. I almost feel like we should talk to Josh about uh, some we should. NCAA rules. Hey, what, what, do you, what happens when you lose that appeal? How, what, what is a viable legal route? We talked uh, about that with Bob Orr a little bit, but we maybe did. we get Josh on that. We will. Josh, Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, Whitaker yes. and Hamer, the world's greatest URL, wh.lawyer. They're in all the G's, Raleigh, Clayton, you name it. They're here for you. Trying to sell. You got to close on that house. You're trying to sell a business. You got any kind of family law issues. Check out wh.lawyer. Ready for the Zach Wilson era 2.0 in New York? No. <laughs> no. No. There has to be a better way. Uh, apparently not. Here is uh, Robert Sala, Jets head coach, uh, yesterday confirming what we all had seen through reports uh, related to Aaron Rodgers being out for the rest of the season with a torn Achilles. Um, uh, obviously, we, we know it's torn. Uh, that's been confirmed. But uh, as far as everything else, I'll, I'll have to get back to everybody on, on the uh, rest of it. Robert, do you guys plan to add um, another quarterback here in the coming days? And if so, what caliber of quarterback are you looking to add and what will his role be? Yeah, um, we're, we are going to look through some things, but um, but I do want to make it very clear. Uh, Zach's our quarterback. Um, we got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity. Um, but we're, we're rolling with Zach and, um, and excited for this, uh, excited for him. And like I said, this opportunity that he's going to get. Are you, do you believe Robert Sala when he says that, that he's excited for this opportunity? <laughs> Look, they, they spent the number two overall pick on the draft on him just two years ago. I know. So I know. But that's, I, how, I understand that's, but that's not how football works now. I understand the play. Maybe maybe Rodgers can can uh, Sherpa him through the process. We'll, we'll see. Oh, like he did with Jordan Love? Well, he wasn't willing to do that. He did. He did do you think he's going to be willing to do it had, now? He has been showing willingness to help Zach Wilson. I don't. You. You. Joe, I'm just saying, Joe, I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm saying he 
you didn't watch Hard Knocks. Like he it was like holding his hand. Hard Knocks is a PR show for I know, Aaron Rodgers. Come on, you can't be this naive. I'm, I'm, not, dis- I'm disappointed in you. No, actually. I actually watched the Hall of Fame game too, where he was like calling plays with them and doing this whole thing. You know why I think he's full of crap? <laughs> Let's bring you Diana Rossini. She was on The Athletic. And you tell me if Aaron Rodgers isn't reverting back to what we know about Aaron Rodgers and being a messy dude. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, Diana, you and Zach Rosenblatt, who covers the Jets for us here at The Athletic, reported earlier this morning that the play on which Aaron Rodgers was injured, where the tackles cut block to have a quick opening, just a quick completion, was a type, the type of design that he actually didn't like as the Jets were installing yeah. it throughout the offseason. I wanted you to expand on that a little bit and maybe provide a bit more context about that discussion in the Jets building throughout the season as they were preparing for the year. For those that that don't know everything about protection, right, cutting means the ball is going to come out quickly, right? And and we've seen Aaron before. He wants more time, right? He wants to be able to extend plays. Uh, He wants more of a normal protection. And this is something he had a lot of conversations with in the offensive line room, with the offensive line coach, and, of course, the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. And the beauty of their relationship, right, because – we have known that Aaron Rodgers has full control. What Aaron Rodgers wants is what the New York Jets give, and they should. And that's exactly how the summer went. Uh, but that doesn't mean that everyone always agreed. And, and there were times where Nathaniel Hackett uh, would challenge Aaron Rodgers, where he would put something in and put a protection and put a play in, and Aaron would disagree with it. And they would get into it in a healthy manner, and they would make those adjustments. So – you know, leading into this game, Aaron obviously had a sign off on how he wanted this to look. But I know going into this, it was really something he wanted to avoid. And now it's out there. So let's do the translation here. Let me run it through the Aaron Rodgers translator. Beep, pop, boop, beep, pop, boop, beep. I hated these designs. I hated this protection. And four plays in, I ended up ending my season with a torn Achilles. I've been telling you I don't like this stuff. Man, I'm 39. I told you I don't like this stuff. And here we are doing it. And now I'm done. Seems that sli- seems slightly overanalytical. Nope. 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 Slightly. Not when I've been on the Aaron Rodgers beat <laughs> for you, as long as I not I've you. The he didn't like these protections, and that's why he got hurt. How does that get out there, Joe? How does that get out there? <sighs> of course. Yeah. Listen, I they're in a they're in a they're in a difficult situation because they they are a team that is capable of winning. Their defense Their is defense, capable, yes. right now of winning. Yes, um, I agree. There are enough players on offense, the skill players around that mm-hmm. quarterback. This does get back to though, if you're the Jets, you had some other choices here, and maybe you thought, well, I don't really trust Jimmy Garoppolo. He always gets hurt. You know, you and I were were early movers on Derek Carr. You plug and play him and put him Should in that work. situation. Should work. And I, th- I think they got seduced by the by the shiny the shiny object because it's New York because it's New York. And now, and- like yesterday, you know, I'm checking out national stuff, and they're talking about is this the most deflating thing that's ever happened to a sp-? I'm like y'all? Shout out to Tony Kornheiser. I'm part of the interruption. Who said, "Come on, man! I've seen teams literally get up and leave in the middle of the night." You want to talk about deflating things for a sports town? <laughs> Let's not overdo it here, okay? He got hurt. Jets fans. You know, it's funny. We we talked about Boston Red Sox fans before they won a World Series. Yes. It became the new evil empire, so to speak. Yep. There are certain fan bases that wear their misery as a personality. Oh, no, they need it. They need it. It's yeah. part of their life. It's the old 
it's the old Captain Kirk in one of the worst Star Trek movies of all time when he tells Cybok on this weird planet, I need the pain. That's Jets fans, man. They need the pain to feel alive, okay? So when it comes to the Jets, I'm not really feeling much sympathy for them because, man, that's kind of your deal is to constantly get your hopes up, set yourself up to be hurt. I mean, Mike Greenberg is basically the avatar for it on ESPN, and he's just been all over the place on social media, people having taken pictures of him, his face, and how he's depressed, and all this other stuff. Right, that's the shtick. I mean, that's the Jets' shtick at this point in time. So I don't necessarily buy that argument. It's because the hope kills you. You convince yourself that's never going to happen. Then you have these pockets where you're like, it might actually happen this time. Uh, yeah, and then well. that's where you get mad at yourself for believing. That's mm-hmm. what that's that's actually what happens. So here's the thing. Do, getting back to the the Zach Wilson point, the problem with NFL today is that they, because of the structure of the guarant the rookie contracts coming out of the draft. It incentivizes teams to go all in for their savior quarterback. And if he doesn't work out monetarily, it doesn't hurt him that much because they've not used, like it used to, yeah. not like it used to. They didn't sign Sam. Remember Sam Bradford ruined the Broke game it. for everybody. So they put these rookie wage scales in place. I'm not saying it's cheap. I'm simply saying that teams have now started to angle themselves to take the cheap quarterback. They think can be the difference maker early on, get maximum results before the big contract has to kick in, and then you go from there, all right? Russell Wilson did this. Patrick Mahomes was like this. We've seen multiple instances where that has played out. Josh Allen, you know, we, we talk about who's the real Josh Allen, right. Right? right? Well, they might have maxed it out when he was at his cheapest, right? So Zach Wilson was part of that, but in the, the flip side to that is you get this churn, and we talked to Bamani Jones on Monday, and he made the excellent point about, and what happened to backup quarterbacks? Because we're all of a certain age where we grew up watching NFL games that actually had legitimate backup quarterbacks. Like, God, hell, yeah. you had future Hall of Famers as a backup in certain in certain cases, okay? But there were guys you knew that you could trust to plug in and, hey. If you had to win a game. If you had to win a game or, or two. Or a, a couple games. Or yeah. in some cases, Jeff Hostetler, get the hell all the way to a freaking Super Bowl and win it, okay? So I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was the last of his breed of a guy who you could bring in to win you a couple games, but everybody understood that's all Ryan Fitzpatrick is. The discourse has got to the point where either you're the elite franchise QB or we get you the hell out of there. And there's also the egos of quarterbacks that we have to massage a little bit more, not to say that quarterbacks in the past didn't have egos. Of course they did. They're sure. competitors, but it all spills out into the media news cycle now about a distraction and everything else. I'm not saying I want to be traded, but here are the facts. But here are the, here are the facts. Like Robert Griffin III actually brought this up on Get Up yesterday. Oh, boy. This was, this was an interesting exchange. Just before or after he suggested he should be the new Jets quarterback. When you talk about free agent quarterbacks, yeah. there's a reason that certain guys aren't in the leagues because they're uninspired. But Foxy knows this. Some of these guys like Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, myself, it's not that we can't play the game anymore. It's that we're a big distraction if you bring us in. I had a GM tell me this offseason, hey, man, I know you can still play. You look like you can still play. I have to, I have to pause it right there because the face Dominic Foxworth made when he said that is like, where is this going? Where, where exactly is this going? But Robert Griffin III continues. But if we bring you in, it's going to be a distraction for our starting quarterback. So now that your starter and Aaron Rodgers is out, you can potentially go and grab some of those guys 
and bring them in. Including me. But I will tell you right now, there's not a guy on the street or in any booth anywhere, including myself, that has a, that's going to give the Jets a better chance to win than Zach Wilson. So that that was ultimately his point. I got where Robert Griffin III was going, though. I, I, I understood where he was going with it. He was using his, himself as an example. You know, and maybe he misconstrued a conversation where a guy was just giving him a compliment. Like, hey, man, you look good. I mean, I say that all the time to former players that we've talked to. Like, man, you still look, you still get out there? Now, honestly, they'll tell you, no, nah, man, I can't get back out there. But Robert's overall point, I agree with in that if you get somebody who's been out of the league for a while, what are you ultimately getting that you can't necessarily get out of Zach Wilson? Or maybe you have a better chance with Zach Wilson. He didn't have a good Monday night football game. But to your point, maybe he just needs to keep things on the rails for them to win some football games in the AFC East. Yeah, as long as he doesn't make the big mistakes. Yeah, other than that. Yeah, other other than that, other than that, there's also one other aspect in, in this Aaron Ro- Aaron Rodgers fallout that um, that has come to fruition, and I actually think the NFLPA is going about this the right way to make a point. It actually started with David Bakhtiari, former teammate of Aaron Rodgers. Congrats, NFL! How many more players have to get hurt on artificial turf? You care more about soccer players than us. You plan to remove all artificial turf for the World Cup coming up, so clearly it's feasible. I'm sick of this do better. This was followed up by the NFL PA. They released a statement, NFL PA executive director Lloyd Howell saying that moving all stadium fields to high quality, natural grass surfaces is the easiest decision the NFL can make. The players overwhelmingly prefer it. The data is clear that grass is simply safer than artificial turf. It is an issue that has been near the top of players list during my team visits and one that I've raised with the NFL. Now there are some bad, there's some bad turf out there, but high FedEx field. I think the Panthers bank of America stadium routinely was viewed as one of the worst turfs out there before they flipped it over to artificial turf. But if you invest in actual grass and you make the players happy, who loses here? I really wish the NFL had enough money because, (laughs) you know, I've seen local high schools. I've seen lower level colleges do this because it's cheaper. Yeah. Hey, you're going to tear up this field anyway. We got, we're going to, you know, the soccer team needs it. The lacrosse team needs it. So we're just going to put a turf in. Well, I can't think of the NFL's excuse. Like they don't, they can't afford it. Apparently not. 32 stadiums. They can't afford natural grass in 32 stadiums. Apparently not. Got it. Yeah. Apparently that's a thing that can't. Apparently that's a thing that cannot happen, but this is all related to money. It actually ties back to the backup quarterback. What money? The more money does the NFL not have? Dude, Are you kidding? Bill Belichick was on one a couple of years ago. Remember when he talked about all the money that's coming in, but they can't put a camera on the goal line? Fair. Right? That's fair. They put it on the goal line. You want to get this solved? Put it right there. The technology's there for you. They still got chain gangs, for heaven's sake. When the mm-hmm. technology's there to make right. sure that you know what the actual down and distance is. But it actually ties back to the backup quarterback conversation. They're too cheap to want to keep actual legit backup quarterbacks around, which is weird to me because you think that if you're invested in winning, you would invest in a backup plan, but Hey man, I'm not running an NFL team, but also it was a message that I got when working on that Skyhawks podcast. Okay. Not that I want to give like free plugs to things that I used to do, but Hey man, it was my podcast. So my, my voice, unless they've AI generated my voice out of there, it's still there. But what was wild to me about NFL Europe was it cost them nothing to run those teams. It actually was around the same cost as a veteran minimum at that point, as things had, had progressed. 
And every conversation I've ever had with former ECU coach Steve Logan, who was part of NFL Europe for a while and loved every minute he was in it, is because it was about development. I was going to say that the primary purpose of those leagues was to give quarterbacks who don't get actual in-game reps. Kurt Warner doesn't happen without NFL Europe. Tie it back to the Panthers. Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme doesn't happen without NFL Europe. So their own desire to squeeze every ounce of money, every cent of money back into their pocket, rather than putting pure investment into your product, results in this. But, but the NFL is clearly not hurting because have you seen their ratings? Have you seen their television deals? There's no consequences for the NFL and their lack of investment on these things that you would think are dead simple, things that they could theoretically afford. But people keep watching and they haven't stopped watching and they have no incentive to change it up. Speaking of investments, your house is an investment, a car, various other things. You need that insured like a backup quarterback. You need the insurance, right? Matt Davis has that insurance with State Farm. Check out insuregarner.com. Give him a call at 919-779-8277 or just go to the OGinsurance.com. Yeah, real simple. Matt's got your back and he has, he has a great billboard. What if you actually want to talk to a person? What a, <laughs> what a concept. Weird, huh? I love that from Matt. Yeah, give him a shout. Uh, State Farm and, and financial services. We wouldn't be here without Matt's help. So go help yourself. Also help yourself to some great t-shirts, hoodies, various apparel, hats as well. Homefield, check them out online at homefieldapparel.com. Again, that's homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 to save 15% off your order. I know you got a couple t-shirts in the back. I'm telling you that Tar Heel script one is the best one. Oh, I agree with you on that. Absolutely agree with you on that one. Speaking of the Tar Heels, some tickets available still for the Minnesota game this upcoming weekend. They had a sellout against App State, limited seats available for the Minnesota game this upcoming weekend. Yet another test for this Tar Heels defense, I think. But the thing I'm looking for when it comes to, um, specifically when it comes to North Carolina is Drake may kind of getting into something right now. It's been a a slow start for the Heisman candidate. We've been talking more about their run game, which is a great development with Amari and Hampton. But I do think that Drake may needs to kind of bring it up a little bit, get comfortable with what Chip Lindsay's trying to do. And if you want to go see this in person, Go to GoHeels.com, or you can go to SeatGeek, the official ticket provider for North Carolina Athletics. So, again, go check them out. What's up next? What's up next? So, Jillio, I noticed, and our listeners have noticed this, too, if they're watching on YouTube, that you keep applying that that magical roll-on to your neck. I'm trying to fix some problems post-surgery. Mm-hmm. One of my big solutions now is Pilates. And we brought Melissa from from Moxie, Moxie Pilates. Yeah. Yes, thanks for bringing me on, guys. I thanks, it. thanks for hanging out. Um, and what three years now at, at uh, three years at Moxie? Yeah, we opened a gym in the middle of a pandemic, and it's gone oh. great. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> hey, sure, let's try hey, we we started a sports talk radio show in the middle of the pandemic with no sports. <laughs> no big deal, right? Beautiful. Everybody powers through it. Um, so uh, let's let's get right down to um, when Gilio came over and it was time to work. What was your first like? Well, so it oh. starts actually with, with his wife. He's Jess has been coming in for a long yes. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, uh, she's been almost a year now and she's seen some really great progress. So I think that maybe she gave him the, the elbow, like, Hey, come do this. Um, and I looked down, I'm like, I know that guy. I listen to their podcast all the time. 
And uh, like a lot of men, Joe comes in, <laughs> moaning and groaning, and maybe a little mopey. Um, <laughs> but super tight hips, super tight low back. He's got the neck issues we've been working through. Um, he's trying to make a lot of positive changes. But, I mean, Joe, you tell me, how do you feel afterwards? I feel better. Yeah. It's a good stretch. You know how I feel about the foam roller. Um, I don't like it when you take me off of the machine. What's the machine called? It's called a reformer. A reformer. I don't like it when you take me off the reformer. No. The last uh, the last class was, was the most difficult. Wait, what's a reformer? Okay. It kind of looks like the medieval torture rack slightly. Do you remember the, the thing from back in the day? looks like that medieval torture rack. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was actually designed by Joseph Pilates for soldiers in World War One for rehab. Um, and it's got springs on it straps on it and we use it to do a lot of strength and conditioning so a lot of the reason um your primetime athletes are using it right tom brady does pilates um peyton manning back in the day um let's see martellus brown for a while mm-hmm. um i mean they do amazing things with pilates and there's a reason for it it supports all these little small intrinsic muscles um tiger woods a lot of your golfers do it because it helps with all that rotation i mean you guys talk about golf right did you play golf this weekend i did twice right so you get that rotation going on um and when you go to the gym you tend to work major muscle groups uh, but a lot of the reasons all the athletes do it is because it supports all of those while giving you a stretch and building strength at the same time so joe comes in <laughs> I usually just laugh when she's like, you need need to do this. And I'm like, listen, I can't. Look, all I know is I'm amused by the fact that she's already laughing. She's like, hey, so Joe comes in and she can't even keep a straight face. Okay, so he comes in last week, right? (laughs) Jess has injured herself and she's not there. He comes in, he's moaning and groaning, like borderline whining. Um, (laughs) I'm familiar with that. Okay, so you feel the I'm familiar with the the whinging. Yeah, oh yes, that's a nice way to put it. Mm -hmm. and then finally get to the end and he's been a little vocal about the moaning and groaning, right? And get to the end and he goes, oh, that actually feels really good. And the entire class like bursts out laughing because he's been like <laughs> complaining the whole time and ah, you're just like, oh, it actually feels great. Because so, I was on the foam roller finally. Well, that's why. See, I just watch need a stretching a foam roller watch class. Out for that, watch out for that yes. foam roller. I know. Don't step on that. Okay, okay don't step on that thing, man. No. Shout out to Jess. Oh, uh, we're going to get you out there, right? Oh, please do. All right. I mean, look, I've I've complained about this with uh, with Kelly because I need to get back into running. Okay. Because um, I've I've gained weight and I've stopped running consistently, and I know that's directly tied to it and drinking beer and everything else. I don't stretch. I basically just go out there. I walk like every other you know guy runner I know. Pretty much, I'll go right. out there. I'll, I'll walk. I'll walk about a mile, half a mile, just to kind of. Loosen up, a loosen little up a little okay. bit, and then I'm like, all right, let's go. In my in my usual running routine is I'll walk up the cul-de-sac because it's uphill. Sometimes I walk backwards just so I get, get a little burn, okay. and then I'm then I'm off for at least at least three miles. But I, the issue that I'm having as of late is uh, I'm immediately sore, and I don't know if it's if it's arthritis or something, but my left knee is usually pretty bad after the fact. And sometimes when I get to that third mile, I'll start feeling a little bit of pain in my left knee, even with a, a little knee brace, brace uh, to kind of keep that that thing in place. My primary care physician said, it's like, yeah, you're just getting old. Your muscles are getting loose and your kneecap is starting to bounce Thanks, around man. a little bit. Oh, like, good. cool. Hey, look, I'm, I'm 44. I get it. I, I know I'm getting up in their age, up there in age. So is there anything that you could do to help with that? Yes. Okay, all right. Then Absolutely. I got to like, come there's, out. There's whole things of okay. Pilates Fine. for runners. I know. Fine. But um, here's the thing, too. It's Plus, actually, you can see me. I mean, well, uh, <laughs> struggle. 
both of you bring your wives and both come at the same time. Yeah. And then you can all just share in each other's pain. Just, yeah. Actually, so that's actually a really great thing that um, a lot of guys do, right? Because most of these guys, their their wives, their girlfriends know what they want to buy themselves and they buy it for themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like they know what they want. They don't need you to buy it. Um, <laughs> but what has been a really great gift is either somebody coming in with their spouse and doing Pilates with their spouse or... Right. I have a lot of guys that call me and say, I want to get a package of this for my wife mm-hmm. because it gives her time to do that stuff on her own. Right. To take care of herself. And it's that gift of time that's different than like, here's some perfume that I bought you that you're never going to wear. <laughs> or a gift card. Right. <laughs> or a vacuum. <laughs> All mistakes God, that are made. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> she asked for the vacuum. Hey, for the record. Hey, <laughs> the Roomba that I bought for Kelly at first, like after the, 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 the genesis of the Roomba was a conversation of, hey. You need to step up. You could vacuum. Help out. Help out. And I yeah. said, I know the solution to that. Technology will save me. Roomba will save me, right? <laughs> of course, um, it went from seriously, this was your solution to now we love the Roomba. Well, of course. Now, um, I have the app. So where do people find you? Yeah, well, real quick before we find yes. you, though, I am curious. Explain like I'm five the difference between Pilates and yoga. Sure. Absolutely. We get that a lot. Because I hate Yoga. God, I did I, too. I'm I sorry, P- yoga I, people hate yoga. I did so P90. I didn't know this. In a, in a, I can't stand yoga. In a previous, well, if you're if if you're a P1, as Julio claims, you're a P1. Uh, uh, back in the day. Back in the day. Uh-huh. Do you remember that Tony I did Horton? Right. <laughs> you remember I did P90X at one point. I do remember that. I that's, do, that's a throwback. That's a huge. That's a big Ooh, throwback. Okay. That's like ten years ago. Seriously. All right? And I did everything in P90X except the for the yoga disc because I. It was like 90 minutes and it was torture. Straight up torture. So what's the difference? Okay. So my brain just doesn't work well with yoga, Mm -hmm. right? You're supposed to be in a position and hold that position and you're supposed to be zenning out and thinking about all these things. And my brain is going, (laughs) did I get groceries? Do we have milk? What am I having for dinner? Do I pick up my kid from carpool? Exactly. Like that, my brain just does not function with it. No. So- and a lot of times it's just the stretch with yoga and hold a pose. Mm. Pilates is constant motion. It's always working in strength along with the flexibility and it's always moving, mm-hmm. uh, but it's super easy on the joints. Okay. Right. And a lot of my yogis have shoulder issues because they bulk all this into their shoulders and their neck where we hold all this tension. And uh, we just don't do that. We Perfect. keep it in the core in the middle instead. Love it. All right. So how can we find you? Um, MoxiePilatesAndBar.com. We're opening a new studio in Clayton in November. So we'll have two locations, one in Garner, one in Clayton. Um, um, we can find us online. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Moxie Pilates and Bar, and um, super, um, just really relaxed location. Um, I don't know. You you said something about yoga. If you've been in other studios where people come in and they're all like, I don't know, a size two, and they don't talk yeah. to each other, and they're yeah. just not interested in it. Um, that's not what we do. I mean, I've lost 140 pounds. I didn't want my place to be a place where people just like, I'm too cool. I'm sorry, you. you buried the lead there. 140 pounds. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Wow. There's I'm, a secret. That's why she tortures me. Well, I need I need to find that out too because I mean I used to I used to push like two thirty five, two forty back in the day. Okay. Size forty pant just over Heck that. Yeah, man, I was two seventy, baby. All right, that's incredible. Yeah. All right, but I uh, want it to be a place me. where everybody's welcome. Like you got to just come in and yeah. do your stuff. You can't right. just be all snotty. I'm, I'm ready. All right, you got you convinced me. <laughs> Done. The minute you said like I lose some weight, I'm like all right, let's I'm go. In. I need to lose some weight. Well, you're feeling better with that too, I right? Do. Like, yes, absolutely. Because you know why. Because I have to prepare. I have to hydrate. I have to prepare. <laughs> That's funny. That's right. I have to you love hydration. Oh, you this love man hydration, man. up so bad the first day. You love like, hydration. She's got me on a, a mustard packet diet Get right mustard, now, so. man. Yes. It will kill that cramp in a second. Melissa, appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much, guys.
I can tell you didn't do Pilates yesterday. Gotta stretch it out, man. You gotta gotta get loose. Is there a way to have you do Pilates before the show? Like at 6 a.m.? Oh, should we set up super early? Can we ask Greg if we can get we another should. room for our own Pilates a studio? satellite uh, class? Yeah. Why not, right? Follow Who says no? That will be loose and limber for the morning show. Let's go, right? Mm-hmm. Big thanks to Oak City Sports Card for sponsoring Ovius and Gilio. You've got cards. You might have a collection of things. Do you know how much it's worth? Maybe, you know, you're going to try to take it to a card show, but do you know how much it's worth? That's where grading comes into play. And that's what Weston can do. Or if you want to get on some of these cool releases that are coming out. Here it comes, man. They've got them. The Wimbenyama sweepstakes, those NFL quarterbacks, you name it. Mm-hmm. Great selection down at Oak City Sports Cards. Check them out off Glenwood Avenue or go online to oakcitycards.com. Big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority for sponsoring Ovis and Gilio. They came out and treated the yard yesterday. Got the one bug. I think they got that one mosquito. Perfect. Although I am worried about, because uh, my neighbor's coming over. We're going to talk to our neighbor today. It's exciting for a future a future show, and I'm I'm a little worried we're going to be the sweaty ones this time. And that's okay. He's used to that. <laughs> it's like somebody in the group has to be sweating. Is that how, is that how the rules work? Because we usually talk to him after something, and he's been sweating. So we're going to be the ones sweating because I know it's kind of humid. It is what it is. But big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Check them out at yeah, BugsBite. You really should go to BugsBite.com. You punch in your zip code. There's all kinds of coupons on here. $29 for first service for new customers. Pest control services, $50 off your initial pest treatment. Are you kidding? Monthly bundles for $125. And remember, there's no contracts. So go check them out. Get a quote. Get these great coupons. BugsBite.com. So if I go to... One, one more thing about Oak City. If I take my lightning cable to Weston... Is that now a collector's item that Apple has announced they're getting rid of the lightning port You're on the phone? They soon will be, right? Yeah, the, the iPhone 15s are going USB-C. The things that we use to plug into the computer, that you use to power your computer. Yep. They went MagSafe 3 on, on my machine, but I can still power it through USB. But yeah, they're getting rid of the lightning cable. So all those accessories, cables, they will now go to my collection, my shoebox of cables of, the, of yours. It sounds like Apple's doing something to help the customer, which I know can't be the case. I, they were forced to do it. Okay. They were, I think I think through, I, I want to say, if I remember the story correctly, I believe it's European regulation that's forcing them to make iPhones with USB-C as they go to that standard. Good for Europe. Saving us. Yeah. Yeah. That just means that we have to buy new cords because you know Apple ain't giving you cords no. anymore. They're probably looking at you going, man, I know you got a bunch of USB-C cables that came with XYZ. Just use those. I don't care. By the way, do you know how much this cord costs to power my computer? The MagSafe 3? I know, I do not. Because I was thinking, because, you know, the, the routine here is we show up, I have everything in my bag, I unpack the computer, I unpack the power supply, XYZ. So I was thinking, well, you know what? Maybe I'll get another cord to just keep here. Right. So I don't have to constantly pack and unpack it. That's 50 bucks. It's a $50 cord. So when you say, is are they doing anything to help the consumer? No. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> Speaking of helping the consumer, the NBA is trying to help the consumer. With the French Mamba? No. Adam no. Silver is coming out with these new load management rules for the oh, upcoming yes, season. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So this, this new rule recommends that no team can sit two or more star players simultaneously in the pursuit of load management. Um, And this is yet another example of trying to get people to watch NBA games. 
or feel like they're not getting a lesser product. They're not getting the value. Because that's what the in-season tournament is all about. It's about right. value, incentivizing people to play NBA basketball. Because the NBA, the reason why the NBA is doing all these things is because they have a rights negotiation coming up. And they don't want to give back a, not money. a great time in the no, television industry. No, it's bad. It's bad for the television industry right now. Um, and I'm cooking up something to have a deeper conversation about the TV industry uh, soon. Hopefully, a conversation with Ben Thompson of Stratechery will take place this week, and I'll bring you that conversation later in the week. But but the thing is, there's like some caveats here. Like, well, there's age consideration. So like LeBron James is not subject to these rules because he's over 35. So if he want, so he's excluded in the grouping of what is considered a star player because of his age. But what's a star player? Oh, well, you've been on an all-star team. You've been a part of an all-NBA team in the last, I think it's the last three years. But the fact that Silver's doing all these things speaks to a larger problem that you and I have been talking about when it comes to basketball in general. Basketball might drive conversation, and it has it is basically give birth to all these podcasts and all this social media, but they have a slight problem. <laughs> Not as many people are actually watching the games. And when your stars aren't playing, that's going to affect your customer base. Who's why am I paying 60, 75, $100 or more? I was going to say. With the, with the chance that the guy that I came to see ain't playing, play. man. That's a yeah. problem. Smart move. I think Adam Silver is doing the right thing here. At least you got to try to solve the problem. You got to try to solve the problem. You got to try to solve the problem. And I think this is something that is going to happen with a lot of sports going forward outside of football is trying to convince people to watch your sport live. Right. And on top of that, get him to pay. Because what do you always say? Young people don't want to pay. The youths. And that's where we're headed with all these streaming services, where if you want to watch all these games, you need to pay for the accessibility to watch these games. And I'm not quite sure people want to do that these days, especially as they're younger. Right. Got to keep them engaged, which... You know, trying to figure it out is it's brutal. But yeah, I'm with you trying to predict the lottery. I'm with you. I don't blame Adam Silver for trying to do these things. Speaking of basketball, I saw where the uh, the ACC is going to release its basketball schedule here. Tomorrow the day. Don't we already know all the opponents? I think so. I think I saw this is just giving us the order. I think I saw John Rothstein tweet out that it's going to be September 26th when they announce the basketball schedule completely. Oh, okay. Because all these things are sneaking up on us, man. Like we're what? Less than a month away from the start of the hockey season. We'll probably be at ACC Operation Basketball or ACC Tip-Off, I think it's called now, uh, in about a month's time, if I'm not mistaken. It's, it's, it's almost go time for everything else here. Schedule release. It's like your the phone favorite. book. I love a schedule release, man. I think the schedule releases are great. No, I'm still too But we busy. already know all the opponents. Yeah, I think we already know all the opponents. And we know the non-conference schedule. So it's almost like, here, <laughs> here's when you get to see Pitt on a Tuesday night in Raleigh. Yeah, I mean, awesome. Like, I think I'm trying to, I'm trying to squeeze in as much non-sports television as I can before we get to the start of the college basketball season, before we get to the start of the NHL season. So that's why I'm like watching yeah. the Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. By the way... <laughs> Yet another sign that I'm old. Mm. The VMAs were on last night. I didn't even know until I popped open Twitter the and people were freaking out a bit about NSYNC. Honestly, when I saw the commercial for it, I didn't realize MTV still existed. <laughs> they, they really don't, man. They really don't. And like, why would you call yourself the Video Music Awards uh, when you don't play videos they, anymore? Yeah, I mean, that's a... So... That is a lament that MTV has heard for over a decade now, but... Back then, they at least had blocks where they'd show videos. Sure. Now, it's just, I have Hulu Live, right? Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes I'm scrolling to get to something because it's not in my recent channels. And I'll go past MTV or MTV2. Yeah, see, I didn't even know that existed. They still exist. And not show, in a bad way. They're just, showing movies I knew, that, I knew they didn't play music. I just didn't even know what they did. They're just showing movies. They're not even showing movies. Videos. They're not even showing anything music related. They're just showing movies. MTV shows movies. movies. Yeah, it's the strangest thing. So like Taylor Swift was receiving an award. NSYNC was presenting it, which tells me that Justin Timberlake needs the money. Oh, for NSYNC. Yeah, dude. Because for like the longest time, Justin Timberlake was his own, his own like he was in his own stratosphere, sure. man. What and does he need the money for? I think he, when you when you're chasing that clout, dude, you had one thing left. Okay, like it's what Bomani told us the other day about uh, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion. Right, you can do WAP. Right, you can do WAP. Not every time, but you can't <laughs> give me bongos right after that. Like you did the thing, and it was an incredible event, an incredible video. Now you're going back to the well, Timberlake has been waiting on this moment. It's the nuke option for him. Because all the other boy bands have all gotten back together. They've all done their nostalgia tours. I was just at one for NSYNC. Like what? Last uh, last Backstreet Boys, you mean? No, no, no. I'm sorry. For uh, New Kids on the Block. Thank you. So New Kids on the Block does this mixtape tour, right? And it's a a total nostalgia fest. Yeah. They come out. Rick Astley does the two songs you remember. Salt and Pepper comes out and made me feel some type of way. When they were doing Push Shoop. Oh, no, oh, when, shoop. when they did shoop. shoop, I was like, oh, middle school Joe's having a moment right now watching Salt and Pepper do their thing. So it's all very smart. And it's packed. It was packed for that show. All right. PNC? Yeah, man. Crowd for the LL Cool J. They had the, the black curtain. The curtain the, of doom. They had the curtain of doom for the show. They basically moved everybody who had bought tickets in the 300 level down to the 100 level to fill it out. And it had been a really great crowd for that show. LL brought the energy, man. So I've always wondered, well, if all these other acts have done the nostalgia, why has Justin Timberlake not done this yet? Because he was still, he didn't need it. He was still making just banger after banger making money, but you know what's dried up? The hits. Surely he still has money. He has money. I'm saying the hits have dried up. He doesn't have juice. He doesn't have the juice. I got you. When the juice juice leaves, man, you're chasing it. So You want it back. And he's a, Justin Timberlake is a big clout chaser, man. Big clout. And it's worked for him. Okay, absolutely worked for him. So I, I I give credit for artists who take whatever the vibe is, put their stamp on it, and make it their own. Okay, and Justin Timberlake is is one of the, I mean he ripped off Prince for heaven's sake on Future Sex Love Sounds. So if he's out there making an appearance with NSYNC as part of this VMA thing under the guise of a an award for Taylor Swift, and Taylor Swift is freaking out for this, what's that tell you? Well, that was the victory just getting Taylor Swift to this award show. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I think you're right. But here's what I'm saying. I don't think an album is going to come out, but unless I've missed something on social media, that nostalgia tour is about to hit. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Because you and I were at that Justin Timberlake show. It was great. Back in what, 11? It was a great show at PNC. You tell me that an NSYNC reunion wouldn't destroy the arena circuit at this point. When they're the last one standing when it comes to this stuff. So I'm excited about it, Joe. I'm here for an NSYNC reunion. They're always my pref- my preferred boy band of the millennium. I preferred them over Backstreet Boys. Really? Always. I always found Backstreet Boys. I mean, Jay-Z had the better star. I actually thought Backstreet had the better songs. Really? Yeah. See, I always thought NSYNC had the bangers. Backstreet's back? Yeah, okay. That's fair. That's fair. I want it that way. <laughs> Speaking of bangers, you can't get bangers in MASH. At Butcher's Market, they actually have the sausages you can do if you wanted to make bangers and mash. Oh, they have amazing, 
uh, potato skins too. There's that. Just make too. your homemade. Whip those things up. There's that too. So check it out. Butcher's Market uh, across the triangle and in Wilmington as well. They've got your tailgate needs, whether it's uh, the charcoal, the meats themselves, sides, or if you want to be lazy, quote unquote, you can just get the steak and cheese, man. Get the hot dogs. I'm telling you. Make their own hot dogs. Delicious. I feel, I feel like you need a steak and cheese right now. I'm hungry. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to make it, a run. Or is it because you didn't hit the breeze through this morning? I could have used the breeze through run this morning for yeah, sure. Yeah, you needed you need dark some, roast. You need the dark roast this morning. It I was nice tell. to be. It was nice to be over there and have uh, the complete and unfettered access to the dark roast. And you can too. Like this yeah. isn't like special OG treatment. Get the tumbler, man. Lifetime refills, twenty bucks. I can tell the energy is a little low. I think you need a full one of those on the, on the That's dark water roast. today. It's a little hydration today. Good for you. Good for you. Big thanks to breeze through. Looking forward to getting back out there for another show live from the beer cave. Let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter, email us, theogoesdigital at gmail.com. We'll also get to some YouTube comments here in a second. From Todd, Hey Joe, how much quicker will Rogers recover from the injury, assuming he does the own research portion of it on how to treat it? Telling you, man, daggers are out for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> out for that man, which I think is hilarious. If you don't believe me, did you see the clip of the bar that ended up losing? Oh, in Wisconsin? Yeah. Where they were going to pay everyone's bill? When the Jets lost? When the Jets lost and everyone was like, oh, he's out. They're going to lose. Yeah. And then no. No. Didn't happen. That was some Mattress Mac energy there from that bar. That was pretty good. There was one that I had. I had sent you the tweet of like some gambling action about like Aaron Rodgers over under yardage 0.5 yards i'm like right. who takes they're doing that to make sure everybody wins it's like hey here's a free bet all he has to do is complete one pass do you think i have not seen a follow-up to this do you think there was one person who just put two bucks down on under i don't think so and if they did isn't shouldn't there be an investigation <laughs> if they did shouldn't they like hey do you work for field turf management at metlife do you know something we don't know just wondering all right, we'll get out of here with Matthew. Are we saying that that was just Josh Allen, or can we bring back the talk about the Madden curse? That's Josh Allen, by the way. Oh, no. What we saw on Monday night, that's what we saw. But he was on the cover? I, it's not the Madden curse. I just okay. think that's what that's what Josh Allen is. Oh, because didn't Josh Allen actually correctly say, oh, Kel, um, Mahomes was on it the previous year, so there's no curse anymore. There's no curse. He won the Super Bowl. No, this is this is just Josh Allen. Okay. This is who he is. You right. ride with it. He's going to take you to some highs, but he's also going to have some moments where you go, buddy, what are you doing? We referenced Bomani earlier today. We talked to him on Monday. If you missed that conversation, go check it out on YouTube or a previous episode from the podcast. The one thing I always forget about when we talk to Bomani, he's got haters, man. Yep. I was like, because we, I get a YouTube, I get a YouTube comment notification via email with every comment, right? So yesterday I'm editing video. Oh boy! So here's the thing: true <laughs> and story. You always have your email up. I do always have. My, <laughs> well, not now. I close it out. This is recording. So I am editing some video yesterday afternoon, and the YouTube algorithm is weird, man. Sometimes I'll put a video out there; it does nothing you, for you, 24 hours. You with YouTube's like, you know, you're trying to harness the ocean, man. Like, I, I, just, no, you're right. It's you just like, gotta let it be. It, you're do right. It, do its thing. Run its course. It's like herding cats. Yeah. I get that. The cat's gonna do what the cat wants to do. I totally get that. So I put this YouTube video out of Bomani's conversation with us about Deion Sanders. Thinking you, you hit two two buttons there. <laughs> SEO, baby. Yeah. Bomani and Dion. 
I'm just, let's, 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 let's let the views wash over me. 24 hours goes by. Nothing. Hmm. Nothing. Okay. And then all of a sudden, I start hearing bing, bing, bing. My email's blown up. YouTube comment, YouTube comment, YouTube comment. So I go into the YouTube uh, studio and all of a sudden the video shot like a rocket. I'm like, I don't get you, YouTube. I don't. Anyway, so the, 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 the interesting part that I found were some clearly some Colorado fans getting duped by the fact he's never leaving Colorado. What are you talking about? My personal favorite one is why would he leave Colorado and take any other jobs? He's fine right here. Just recruit bigger alignment. Get a five-star quarterback and you can compete at the same level. Here's another comment. After Dion is done with Colorado and has been there for several years, the next stop is the NFL. He's not leaving for another college job. I mean, maybe, maybe we'll see. But I think the mistake that we make, much like our conversation about the NCAA, is why would you apply any logic to guys like Dion or the NCAA? That's going to wrap it up for today's show. Five stars only, positive vibes only. We'll see you Thursday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.